good afternoon, good evening. What is it? Nighttime? It's nighttime. Some people it's probably morning. Yeah, whatever it is. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Stay Uncomfortable. Uh this is your boy Johan. It's your boy O. See how I took that from you? It's your boy. See that? Does it work? Nah. At least, at least I didn't hear the good morning, good morning. Uh, well, I'm not doing that no more. <laughs> we got to make it a shirt. I do. But, but either way. Either way. Either way. Uh, thank <laughs> you so much for tuning into the podcast. This is Johan. It's your boy, O. Okay. You see, that he, works He better. got out of work. He got out of work, guys. I just, got, I just got back home from work. It was a long week. You know what? Let's just start talking about that. Uh, how was your week, man? Tell me about your week. What's today? Today's Friday. My week, my week has I have I've had a very uneventful week. Okay, uh, like nothing has really happened since last time that we spoke. Uh, are we rating anything? We rate. We, are we doing the one to ten? Yeah, we can do it. So, you know, as we do on the podcast, we do the the our weekly rating of how we feel spiritually, emotionally, and physically from one to ten. Okay, without being able to use the number five. So, uh, physically, I'm like a. I has ta- I has tacos like two hours ago, so I, wow. I, I got I got El Patron and I got like three tacos. Patron, not the tequila. Yeah, like, no, like no. there's a, a spot called the Patron. I had Patron like El Patron like three tacos and one nacho, so I'm like full. So I f- I feel gross right now physically. Probably want to go to sleep. No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. But like physically, I feel like I'm like an eight. Because I, I managed to go to the gym all week long. Okay. So that's a plus. Mentally and emotionally, I'm like a seven. Okay. Because, again, it's just been an uneventful week. Like, nothing has really shifted my... my. Except I'm thinking of, like I'm thinking about work a lot, so... Why? Because this year I told myself that I was going to try to work more. And, you know, do a little more overtime. You know what? That's not a terrible goal to have, so that's all right. And spiritually, I give myself a six. A six? Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't. I haven't spent too much time in in that aspect today. Okay. Just today, though. I mean, like I woke up and I prayed and I just read like the verse of the day, but I really haven't done much. Okay. Uh, with that being said, uh, physically, I'm gonna give myself. A seven, and here's why. I'm being a little bit more conscious about what I put in my body. Uh, hopefully, by the end of this uh, this year, y'all are going to see the progress that I make weight-wise. I'm just plants, like, attacking me over here. Yeah, I put it there. It was, over, it was, like, it was like, right here, like, in the middle. It was attacking me. <laughs> but it's fine. Anyway, uh, yeah, so... Physically, that's, that's why I'm at, at a seven, being a little bit more conscious about what I eat, what time I eat. And um, it's doing me well. I already feel a little bit better. Not no physical results. That's for damn sure. So better how? Uh, well, you know how you feel right now after eating seven pounds of Mexican food. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't have that feeling. Okay. So, uh, and I just ate before you got here. I ate some rice with shrimp, and it was fire. But I didn't eat like too much, you know. But whatever. That that's physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, I gonna give myself a four just because I'm tired. This was 
I only worked four days this week, and it was the longest week I ever had, man. It'd be like that. I only worked like two, and it felt long as hell. Bro, tell me how on, what is it, Tuesday? I told you about the, the rigmarole that they had me doing, going back and forth. Yeah. That was supposed to be a seven to maybe eight hour day, and it ended up being 15 hours. Right. 15 hours of work. The check, it'll be all right, but at the same time, not all the money is welcome money. <laughs> in my opinion I need a rest That's true I like that Not all the money Is welcome money Yeah But at the end of the day um, I am a little bit tired But today was a It was an alright day It was good Um, What am I missing Spiritually Spiritually I'm Gonna stay to Solid seven That's good Yeah Carmen and I Are getting a little bit more Into intimacy Today we were just Worshipping the whole day It was fire It was good Don't say Carmen and I Were getting into intimacy Oh my God! <laughs> Spiritual intimacy with the Lord. <laughs> Gee, and what if what if that's what I meant, bro? I don't think the people want to hear that. So what if they don't want to hear it? They gonna hear it. <laughs> I don't care. No. So today we got what a Q and A. Yes, we do have a Q and A today. We got a Q and A today. I don't know how much you guys love those. <laughs> Today's Q and A is kind of wild, bro. It is kind of wild. I'm about to hop on. On TikTok. It's kind of lagging. So I'm going to just lock, get out of here. You could do that. Okay. Yeah, so you can watch that. I don't really need to have a... Yeah, whatever. Let's just get into it. Because I feel like we, <laughs> we're going to have a fun time today. So do you want, which one do you want to do first? I already read them to you. Which one do you want to do first? I, I know you want to hit that first one. But do, do I want to do it right now? I don't know. What do you mean? I feel like that's a good... <laughs> you know what? Sure. Let's start with it. Okay. So, just so you know, this one contains some language, all right? Not not some crazy language, but just so you know, all right? Uh, and I read things exactly how people send it to me. Somebody trying to disrespect us. What they say? Oh, uh, the... The, 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 no, the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's hilarious, though. And you'll see why. So, this man's opening statement is, yo... I find it very hypocritical how you two will sit there and tell men not to game. It's always these ones, man. Not to game while women be on their phones all day and act like it's okay. I'd rather die alone than live with a bitch that tells me how to spend my time and money. Keep on simping, I guess. Oscar, what do you what do you got to say to this 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 gentleman, bro? I mean, I commend him for even sharing his thoughts and feelings, I guess. Stop. Stop. <laughs> You're really trying to make this, like, no, no. T- fine, 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 yes. We commend him for, for being brave enough to expose himself like this because... that what To expose it, himself? Yeah, because he's exposing himself, bro. He's He's straight up... This is a very intricate way of saying I don't like women. That's wild for you to say. I'm sorry. That's what I. That's, it's true though. The fact that he really said he rather he rather die alone than be with a woman that, that tells him how to spend his time and money. I feel like we should dissect this question. Let's let's start from the top. I be- feel like also this man is sounds like a like he sounds immature. He sounds like maybe he's like 18 to me. Bro, I have had men in their 40s come at me with the same exact attitude. I don't. I this man is probably married. So what I'm hearing is this man. Unfortunately, this man is um, prioritizing video games over 
his wife. Yeah. His household. Yeah. His kids, if he has any. So let's just go back. First of all, let's dissect his question and address the assumptions because there's a lot of that going on. Number one, he says, I find it hypocritical how you will tell sit there and tell men not to game. Pause. Do we tell men not to game? No, we don't. We do not tell men not to game. In fact, we have made it a priority to encourage men to have some some me time, to do what you want to do. Whatever it is that you do that, you know, helps with the stress, anything that maybe, you know, helps you unwind, whatever it is. We, not only are we okay with it, we encourage men to do it. Where we defer is in the overspending of time. Yeah. Giving it too much time, giving it too much, giving it more time than you do your wife and kids, which might sound crazy, but a lot of y'all are doing it. It's a lot of y'all out here that are giving your wives the last two hours of the day and y'all falling asleep everywhere. But if y'all was gaming, y'all be up all night. All night with the boys. I'm telling you, some of y'all should have married your homies. Yeah, some of them should have married their homies. I'm, I'm being straight up with you. Y'all would have been way happier with your homies, but I digress. So hey, It's legal now. Well, whatever the case may be, bro, this man is clearly in, in a state of mind where he will not listen to a woman, whatever it is, even if it's for his own good. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there in a second. Uh, we tell men not to game while women be on their phones all day and act like it's okay. Pause. The only thing that I agree with is that, but it doesn't defer or 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 justify the fact that it's like we it's like we always say about the 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 men who point fingers, right? Oh, but she's doing it too. Mm-hmm. And what? Not only that, man. It doesn't make any sense to me. To me, it doesn't make any sense that you want to sit out. You 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 want to pretend like one is worse than the other. Mm-hmm. No, hold on. We don't encourage women to be on their phones all day. In fact, just with the same consistency that we tell men to pay attention to their wives, we tell women to pay attention to their husbands. Right. It be, it, it, it goes a little bit further beyond, oh, but he does, oh, but she does. Mm-hmm. That sounds like kindergarten stuff to me. Yeah. Like when a teacher, oh, uh, Johan, why are you talking? Oh, well, he was talking, yeah, but I'm talking to you. Yeah, like it was directed towards you. Exactly, a child maybe can get away with that child that type of behavior, but you're you're a grown man. I'm assuming because if you're out here talking hella crazy on the internet to me right now, I can only assume that you got some hair in your chest. But or not, or not. Maybe he's just blaming us for his incompetence. Maybe us speaking about men not gaming or men dedicating too much time to their Yeah, let's call games. it what it is. It's not men not gaming. It's men prioritizing their time. Exactly. Maybe he does have a girl. Maybe his girl saw one of our videos and said, I'm going to put a stop to it and I'm going to check him. I really hope so. She, he got checked and he's like, damn, these guys on the internet just ruined my whole vibe, my whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now she expecting more than what I can really give her. You know, that's actually very common on my videos. Like I say something. Men get checked by their wives, and then they just <laughs> direct their anger towards me. It's like, bro, all the energy that you just spent trying to get mad at me over uh, at a stranger in the internet, yeah, you could have spent that understanding and listening to your wife. You could have done that. And maybe you would have had a much better marriage than you've had in the past, I don't know, whatever amount of years you've been married And it would have saved you the embarrassment, because now, now you needed basically another man to 
allow himself into your household and tell your wife you need to check your man. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> That's terrible when you put it that way. But it is the truth. It's the truth. Like, I can't, I can't. If we look at it from a physical, like, from a physical standpoint, imagine right. a little man coming into your house and telling your wife, look what your man is doing. Yeah. No, no, straight up. Because no, nobody likes to be corrected. Right. And the biggest thing, the biggest pride, the herder of pride is when a man will be out here getting his, his, uh, his pride checked by another man. Because I get it. Sure, maybe you don't want to listen to your wife, but you would rather listen to her than another man. Mm-hmm. And it's even worse when she tells you, yo, listen to this other listen man. To this other man. Bro, why you let it get this far, man? Why are you doing this to yourself? It's negligence. He refused to get it the first time. You know, I, I'm 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 really um wondering where I should go. Uh how do I put this? I'm wondering how I should address this. If I want to be uh, nice about it, or if I want to hit him with the same energy that he kind of came out uh, at us with, because you can do both, can you? Yeah, we can, we can. So, all right, all right. First and foremost, let's be let's be nice about it. Okay? okay, let's be nice about it. I'm sorry that you have been led to believe the lie that tells you that a electronic box, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, whatever. Is more important to you, or should be more important than the opinion of a woman that you love, that you call your wife or your girl. I'm sorry, society has failed you, and I'm sorry that the culture has made it uh, normal that this is the gateway to a peaceful mindset. Exactly, and I'm also sorry that you have been fed the lie that you need to you need an escape. Yeah, from the day like sure I get it. We are out there every day. We're hustling, getting the money that we need to get to provide for our families. We we doing what every man should be doing, which is working. And then when you come home, you want to relax. It's one thing to relax, to want to relax. And it's a whole different thing to want to escape. Because why do you want to escape so bad that your family is a part of it? And allow yourself to be distracted to the point where you neglect your responsibilities. Bro, there was a girl. Uh, she was I think she was married for 10 years is probably still married all right she told me this was a message I got she told me I have been married for 10 years with this man the first year and a half was great he worked overtime and bought himself a PlayStation <laughs> and I have never seen him ever since metaphorically speaking you know obviously and um, she says that what she, what he does is he gets home, he complains about whatever isn't done. He doesn't lift a thing in the house. He doesn't take care of the kids. The money that he gets, most of it, he works overtime if he wants a new game. Other than that, he doesn't put in a day's work. He works a bare minimum. I want to know if he works overtime when something needs to get fixed or something needs to get paid for. Bro, according to her, he leaves work early every chance he gets. To go home and game. To go home and play game, play games. She says, I do not understand. I didn't know that there existed so many games in the planet that this man always has something to play, always doing something. <laughs> He's always in the lobby. He, he, he bought expensive equipment. And she said, I don't remember the last time he bought me something that nice. So this is unfortunately a reoccurring issue. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are being affected by this. And not just that. 
A lot of men refuse to understand how difficult it is for their wives to see a man that all he's doing is sitting on his butt all day with with some sticks in his hand. Twiddling his thumbs. And talking wild to the boys. And then the kids crying. Spaghetti on the ceiling. Everything, I, everything is going pure chaos in the home. Not even that, but I've, I've, I've noticed also a pattern in, in certain things. For example... Let's say that example right there. Um, the man gets home from his job, complains. The first thing he does is get on the sticks and starts playing video games with his friends. Right. I've seen in many occasions where um, the son, for example, because sons usually tend to lean toward copy and paste of the father, at least in actions. Mm-hmm. I've seen in the cases where, let's say if the son is in school, in his version, he'll neglect the responsibilities of a child. Which right. can be either you have a simple chore like dishes, you have homework to do, mm-hmm. you have certain things that as a child, you still have responsibilities, obviously not as a man, but as a child. Absolutely. Yet the child now sees that his father's neglecting his responsibilities, so he makes it like it's okay for him to not do his homework, yeah. not do his chores, not do the things he needs to do or should be doing as a child. It's all about the examples that you're setting up. And he just goes straight to the game as well. Yeah. And it's Roblox, whatever it is that he's playing. So now as the wife, now you got... Two, two kids, two, two, two children, two kids to deal two with. Two kids to deal with, and and then, but then you have to ask yourself a question too. How is it that it's that same type of man that demands the most respect from these women? The man who who was willing to do the least, who was willing to do the absolute least to man up, to gain better traits as a man, to learn more skills, to pick up more work, to take care of everything in the home. The ones that are least willing to do that are the ones that demand the most respect from women. Because unless they treat him like his mama treated him, where he could do no wrong, where all the new games he would get, where he will be able to wake up at whatever time he wanted to wake up, miss school, no problem. You good. So I think it's I think it's a sense of like I always say, it's a sense of entitlement and a sense of comfortability. Yeah. I think it gets to a point in a man's life where he hits a dry wall where he thinks that there's nothing more past that. The ultimate victory for some men is the fact that you just got married and you got a couple of kids that look like you. And you have a house that, you have a house, whether it's rented or mortgage, but you have a house. Yeah, and, and that, uh, just well, quick sidebar to that. We're not saying that that's not a good goal to have. No. In fact, it is unfortunate, but many for many people, that will be the peak of their lives. Exactly, but that that that's what I'm saying. Don't allow yourself to fall comfortable to the idea of this is the last level in my progression. Exactly. Oh, I like that. This is not the last level in your progression. It's not. There's always something furthermore. And if there's any ladies listening to us or any women, you can let me know if I'm tripping or not. But isn't one of the most unattractive things in a man lack of ambition? That they have no vision for the future. They have no desire Mm -hmm. to progress. They have no intention of making something of their lives. And then you... I feel like sometimes the the wives feel bamboozled by these men because they got married not thinking that this was it. And it's not even it's not even about the ambition because it's not even about the mater the materials or like the money or like the more you can provide. But you can't keep doing the same dance for the rest of your marriage. That's true. You can't continue to just 365 days a year do the same things, even if they're good things. If for 365 days a year you take your girl to Red Lobster, you can't expect for the next year to take her to Red Lobster for her to feel the same way. No. The The Bible clearly says that the heart is deceitful. 
Yeah. Emotions are fleeting. This is when love becomes a choice and a decision. That's in Jeremiah right there. You have to, and as many times as we hate to, to hear it, or because exactly because of comfortability in the flesh, you you can't allow yourself to get comfortable. No. You can't allow yourself to get comfortable and continue to do the same dance with the same partners because you either gonna you either gonna have to change the dance or the partner's gonna want to change the, the the partner to dance with. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then it's like, damn, but what did I do? What did I do wrong? I did all the things I was supposed to. He's like, yeah, but there's more to it. And you know what? I understand. The, and, and the more you level yourself up, you level her, her up. Of course, of course, bro. It's a team. It's it's one of those things you cannot grow without the other in a marriage. If if you're you know holding her down, you're you're holding both of each other down. Mm-hmm. If she's holding you down, you're both gonna feel it. And it's it's really sad how sometimes people are almost forced to have to branch off to try to see some type of growth. Mm-hmm. Again, we were talking about this last week in, in one of the examples that we gave where maybe a man finds comfort with another woman at work. Right. And he's, you know, the only reason he did that was because the wife was neglecting him at home. Right. We're not justifying the fact that that man did that. But, no. but at the same time, let the chips fall where they have to fall when it comes to the the blame. Right. She was to blame also for not giving this man the attention that he was entitled to because that's another thing. It's not just that uh, attention that he needs, attention that he deserves. It's attention that he's entitled to. You are his wife. You took the title of being a wife. You as a husband have the the um, responsibility, the right, the right, the right to be heard by your wife. You as a wife have the right to be heard by your husband. Yeah. Sometimes we fail at that. Many times we suck at that. In fact, I feel like there's the the most prominent stereotype is that men don't listen. Right. Men don't listen to their wives and. I want to like fight that as much as I possibly can, but then people like this message me and they tell me that he would rather die alone than be with a woman who tells him how to spend his his time and money. First and foremost, I do believe that this man has a a lot of insecurities that he has to address. Right. Because I don't know if there was a program that maybe I said something that was out of pocket. Maybe you did. I don't, I'm not sure. But we have never told any men or any women to instruct their partners on how to act no i mean people at the end of the day will always take what they want to take and they're gonna hear what they want to hear yeah i get that but what i'm saying is we tell people to be communicative to communicate as much as they possibly can express your feelings let them know hey listen i'm not vibing with this my wife my wife has a right to tell me I'm not vibing with what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just that it's not that she controls me. It's that she's directly affected by my actions. That's what we fail to recognize. It's not that your wife wants to control what you do or how much time you game or whatever it is. It's that what you're doing is directly affecting her and possibly your kids if you have any. If you're not married, if the guy who messaged me, if you're not married, I don't suggest you get married anytime soon. I mean, Paul suggested. Don't. Paul says if you are in this stage of your life, talking, he's talking about young people. Right. If you are in this stage in your life it's a, and you get married, it's a lot harder to keep it. I don't care yeah. if you're 30 or 40. If you're young here, mm-hmm. don't get married. No. If you're young mentally, don't get married. If you're not willing to, to lay down your life, and but literally and figuratively, if you're not willing to like... Have some some sort of sacrifice as to the things that you want to do. Don't get married. 
Exactly. It's all about compromise. What are you willing to compromise with with your wife, with your husband? And if you're not willing to compromise anything, then, then to don't be, get married. To be honest, I'm I'm looking at you I'm like looking, a child. I'm looking at you like a child and like you're a coward. Yeah, you're a coward. Oh, but I, I'm single and I'm striving. Okay, it's fine. You can continue. You can continue. That's why marriage is for everybody, but it's also for the brave because it challenges your character in a different way. Yeah. That's fine if you want to stay being who you are and playing hopscotch with your life and just dating here and dating there. That's fine if you want to be a boy for the rest of your life. That's a mighty fine way to end up single and bitter, bro. They don't realize it until they're 70 and is there. Mm -hmm. And they're by themselves and then that's how you catch STDs and then <laughs> everything just goes downhill. It's, it, I, I feel like sometimes it can sound like we're exaggerating. We're not. Like, oh, y'all went from, from gaming to STDs and dying alone. I firmly believe that. It's a slippery slope. It's not even a, a, like an, uh, what is it? It's an obvious slippery slope. Like, if you take, forget forget the games for a second. Okay. Take your outlook on life. Right. The way that you look at women, the way that you look at how they treat you, the way that you look at how, uh, the input that they have in your life. If you take that and go the rest of your life thinking that no woman is worth your time, that you're going to do whatever you want to do, that you are not accountable or should not be held accountable to anyone, that you're the man, and that men like you and me are just out here simping because we're advising men to have some some sort of moderacy, to be moderate with, with, with their hobbies. Right. That outlook on life is a clear tell sign of how you're going to end up. Just like the women that keep going after men for their pockets, just for the money, the sprinkle, sprinkle mafia. <laughs> Just like those people, those women, they keep telling me that they're going to keep hustling men. That's a telltale sign that you're going to end up alone and old and bitter. And bitter. It's like it's a it's a like a direct line. You you cannot end up in a happy situation if you keep thinking like that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I mean if you like I put it this way also like just pay, everybody got their mom, and 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 us men, we love our mom. So I can just imagine. I can't imagine some another man, a man looking at my mom and telling her, you know what, I don't love you in any more than I love my video game, bro. <laughs> you see, when you put it into words, it's like in your face. It hurts to hear. It is. It's not even me, and it hurts for me to hear. Because it is. Um, okay, maybe not even your your mom, your daughter. Right. Same scenario. A guy go, your daughter gets married and, and, and you meet her and all he does is play video games and it's like, but you're not even taking care of my daughter, bro. Bro, I think it's high time that men start asking themselves, would I let my daughter marry a man that looks like me? Well, somebody they, somebody did a, a thing on Instagram the other day and they put in the, in the, in the, like the questionnaire was, um, if you had a daughter, what are three things that you would want her her boyfriend to or the man that she's dating to have yeah for you to be okay with him and i and I replied and I put as long as he's nothing like I was when I was younger, okay, we have to recognize within ourselves what we would want for the women in our lives, yeah. Simple as that. I personally, the way I was before, I wouldn't want my daughter to date a man like me. No. Personally. 
And so we got we got to look at it at the at the same way, and you know, maybe this guy's speaking from a place of trauma. Maybe he's speaking from whatever. I don't I don't I don't care. At one point in life, you're too old to 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 keep carrying that kind of baggage into every season. I feel like we should ask the question that we're avoiding asking: Who hurt you? What was your what What's your relationship like with your moms? Is your father in your life? Did your father leave your mom at an early age? I'm not afraid of a conversation. I wish we could get him on live or something. Yeah, and like, did you do you blame your mom for your dad leaving? Did you see a lot of men going in and out of your of your home when you were a kid, and now you don't ha- you don't have any respect for your mom, and if you can't respect your mother, how are you going to be expected to respect other women? There's a lot of questions that we have to be asking this man because at the end of the day, I I don't want him to. To live his life like this. Like, man, honestly, I know we started out a little bit goofy, whatever, but if 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 you're listening to this, I do not want you to go another second of your life thinking that investing your entire life into a video game is the best thing for you. Because there's going to be a day, bro, that that's going to be irrelevant. Right. There's going to be a day where you realize that maybe you're not the best gamer out there, and because of that, you can't really make a living off of that. And now you have no skills. You have to pay for absolutely everything to be fixed around your house. No woman wants to touch you with a 10-foot pole because you are already set in your ways, which is a thing. Bro, I I truly believe that you got to give yourself a a little bit of of a fighting chance here and try to distance yourself from that mindset. Because at the end of the day, that mindset will drive you to certain loneliness. I know men like that. Yeah. Bro, I know men in marriages that have decided to give the video games more time than their wife and kids. And those women are miserable. Those kids are neglected. And those men are oblivious. What do we do with that? That's a, cra- that's a crazy um, dynamic to live in. And the worst part about that dynamic is that you cannot tell this man that he's wrong. No. You can't. I work. Yep. Yep. Bro, so what? If she picked up and got a job right now, what do you got? What is your excuse? If your job turns up and fires you right now, what do you got? A whole bunch of job applications and an unemployment line to fill out. Stop putting your manhood on a scale next to next to a job. Bro, this is this is why I really do have an issue with uh, Andrew Tate. Because we cannot, like you just said, we cannot equate our value to what's in our pockets. I am not a man because I have a lot of money. Just like I am not less of a man because I have less money. The Some of the most scummy men in the world have, are, money. have money. And some of the best human beings you will ever meet live paycheck to paycheck and sometimes not even that. You've been to DR a couple times with me. Yeah. You, you've seen that some of the most humble men, some of the most, like, that we said this is the epitome of what a man is. Isn't the, doesn't have the most glamorous lifestyle. Mm-mm. And guess what? They take care of their wives. They take care of their kids. With the little that they have, they they, they make it happen. Yeah, video games. Que hezo. Video Facts. games. What? Facts. We're going to El Cunuco today. We're gonna get some. We're gonna <laughs> go and get Facts. some of these vegetables and fruit so my family can eat. And we're gonna give the neighborhood some because we take care of those people too. Yep. We take care of our neighbors. The the little doña that's on the corner. The widow. The, we we make sure that she eats every day. And guess what? 
Sometimes that man don't even know how he's going to pay his light bill, but he makes sure that everybody eats. Everybody eats. That is a type of man that I want to gravitate towards, bro. The one, the, the type of man that I want to inspire to be. I want to be that type of man. There's just few, there's just few examples. It is it all goes to the generational thing. Like men like this, like the one who asked this question, and I don't even want to like continue with the topic on him because yeah, honestly, yeah, we got we got men, men like men like this. Like they just they go out and then they they have friends or they have kids, like and they he's just the same sucker. Yep, just a whole little generation of suckers out here. It's just following the following the 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 lead of a man who think he got the blueprint. For real, because he because he calls himself independent. At the end of the day, we've just been lied by the culture, man. We've we've been sold. Man, talking like that, he probably still sleeping on a on a mattress on the floor, which isn't the worst thing in the world. Don't don't get us wrong. That's no, not no, but your priorities are still wrong. Man, they they really are. I get it. Everybody out here hustling. If you got an apartment, you got to sleep on the mattress for a little bit. Okay, that's fine. But don't complain about it because you spend 10 hours in the day playing video games instead of picking up overtime. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even know if if we got to keep going on this, man. I just feel like... I don't want to. I feel like this, this he gets a... What's a, He gets a message. I hope so. And if not, I hope everyone else listening gets the message. Give yourself a fighting chance because at the end of the day, you will be left to die alone. That's as much as I'm going to say about that. The next question is a little bit more hopeful. You know, it does inspire me. It does make me feel... It's a sad situation, but it's definitely something that is redeemable. He says, hey, fellow. Fellas. Fellow? Fellas. Talking to us. Hey, fellas. My wife and I used to be super involved in church, but after COVID, we just stopped going. Church hurt had a lot to do with it. I'm trying to get back on the right track, but my wife seems to be... Super reluctant. Any advice? He's not here to answer. But my first question was, did you leave the church because of COVID or did you leave the church because of, of church hurt? Well, the way that I read this message, again, we always say we go off a lot of assumptions. We, we don't have a book as to with your yeah. problems. Um, before COVID, they were super involved. Mm. I'm guessing with the whole lockdown situation, not really being able to be involved anymore. They, you know, kind of stepped it back, but ultimately they stopped going be- uh, because of some church hurt that was in there. Okay. This is relatable. Right. Super relatable to me. Facts. Um, I have experienced some- Church hurt. <laughs> some, some really treacherous levels of church hurt. We. Yeah, both of us have. And the first thing I'm going to tell you right now is I am sorry- that the body that was supposed to meant to give you life was the body that ended up taking it away from you. I'm sorry for that. This is not the, this is not what Jesus intended the body to do. We were supposed to heal our wounds, not add insult to injury. I'm not going to speculate on what happened because it's irrelevant. My experience is that literally anything can blow up into something stupid. Mm. into some church hurt. Mm. Anything can be misinterpreted. Anything can be turned into gossip. Reputations can be torn down. Testimonies can be invalidated just because of something that honestly might not even be true. But again, that is irrelevant. What is relevant here is the fact that you experienced it. Yeah. And possibly during the worst time because during COVID, that was that was a... Tough. 
It was a dark time for all of us. It really was. That's when we really needed Jesus the most as a nation, as a world, because everything was down. And this is how it ends up. Man, I'm telling you, I went through the same thing. Yeah. I went through the same thing. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to get into details, but uh, the church that I used to go to, I did experience some some level of disappointment when it came to leadership, some level of disappointment when it came to uh, how certain things were treated, addressed, uh, how I was addressed, amongst many things. And my wife and I did end up leaving. We de- decided to go to a different church or at least stop going to church for a while. Mm-hmm. And... um. It has been a journey to get back on track, you know, to to start going again. We are making an effort, you know, we, we, we are going, but um, it wasn't easy. And in my case, we were both reluctant to even try because it's like we had a conversation like, dang, do we really want to put ourselves through, through that again? Because the, the beautiful thing about this whole thing is that our relationship with Jesus was never in jeopardy. It's like we never um, doubted our faith. Right. Not everybody has the same mindset, though. No. A lot of people, this could be like make or break for them. It could be it. Yeah, because they put their faith in people instead of God. Yeah, exactly new believers, especially new believers, because for them, it's like, it's hard to see past the institution. Yeah. And to see directly to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I'm not going to say I was born and raised in church. I've been going to church since I was like, I've been going to church for like the past 20 years, all right? Okay. And, at first, as a new believer, I was not able to see the difference, like isolate Jesus versus the institution. Basically, if something happened in church, for me, that was Jesus. Like, this is what Jesus does. This is what the church is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, in my developmental years as a Christian, that didn't really happen. I had, I can honestly say I had a really good upbringing in, in, in the gospel. Right. I became a Christian when I was 13 years old. I have been going to church since I was eight. And um, from ages like 13 to, I want to say, shoot, 19, 20, I didn't really have that level of disappointment in the church. After that, things kind of went downhill. But with that being said, I do have advice as to how you can get this turned back around. You didn't finish reading the question, by the way. Yeah, I did. Uh, let's see. Church hurt had a lot to do with it. I'm trying to get back on track, but my wife seems to be reluctant. Any advice? Okay. That was it. So, I want to draw attention away from the from the hurt. And draw attention to that last part. Yeah, yeah. I do want to draw attention to how you can back up, get back on track, because not all not all churches are like this. It's don't get me wrong. We are all human. We every person in leadership is bound at one point or another to make a mistake, you know. And um, people in leadership can mishandle certain situations. It's happened with you. It's happened with me. Certain situations have been mishandled that have led us to not want to even trust anyone there. Right. That's not everybody in the church. Yeah. Out there, there there are some really competent pastors. That will will be there for you. That will be the ones to tell you, hey, listen, I'm sorry. Pastors who apologize. Pastors who recognize that they did wrong. And um, but I will be um a little bit what's what's the word? A little bit daring here. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you don't need a pastor. 
you need to be the priest of your household. Until your wife doesn't see you representing Jesus at home, don't try to take her to see someone else represent Jesus for her. I couldn't say it better. I was in the same way. I was just letting you cook because I feel like we were we were in the same mind about it. Yeah. So I was I was headed in the same way. I got to start at home. It does. That's the first church. What do we always say about men? Men have the three Ps. Uh, priest, Peace, protector, provider. and provider. The first part is priest. That does not mean that you're going to be a pastor. That does not mean that you're going <laughs> to end up with a robe on an altar. No. What that means <coughs> is that you are... Head. The head of the household, and you are supposed to biblically lead your wife, your kids, your entire family towards God. What that means is you're going to create an atmosphere for worship, for Bible study, for prayer, Mm -hmm. an atmosphere where God is welcome in the home, an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is the central Mm -hmm. part of your marriage. That is what we're doing. We're not out here pawning off the responsibility of spirituality to other pastors because as you can know as you re- just realized they can fail yeah so something crazy just came to my head go ahead if we rely on churches and pastors to keep our faith afloat and to be our firm foundation what are we going to do when going to church becomes illegal which is right around the corner i believe i don't know I might be wilding, but... <laughs> because it's been said that persecution is coming. Bro, but let's not even look at what's coming. Let's look at what's going on right now. Christianity is illegal in, like, something like, what, 52 countries, something like that? Mm. There's already people that are dealing with this scenario. People that if you go to them with the type of Christianity that we have in the West, they laugh. They cannot afford to be as passive with their faith as we are. Mm-hmm. They cannot afford to be as laid back. What do you mean, church on Sunday? What does that? You guys, what's? I don't even know what day it is. I have I haven't eaten in three days. We have this little underground church here. This is our family. We talk about God. We just pass these New Testaments that some missionaries gave to us. This mm-hmm. is all we got. Mm-hmm. And we have seen dead people rise from the dead. We have seen. Miracles happen. We have seen the the furthest person come to the feet of God. Why is that not happening where it's legal to do it? Because we're trying to create elephants instead of rabbits. Brother, what I'm trying to tell you is, wait, what? Hold, <laughs> hold on. You, what, what does that mean? Okay. You're going to have to break that down for me. I will break it down because I heard it the other day. So elephants, when the elephant gets pregnant... <laughs> <laughs> listen, yo, listen. Every I need everybody to listen. Right now. All, right, all right. When an elephant gets pregnant, right? Yeah, they can only have one child at a time, right? Oh, but a rabbit reproduces hella quick. No, oh. hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. They I get pregnant and they give birth within, like, I think it's about twenty four months. Two years. Yeah. Okay. Just about. A rabbit can give birth within one month, and they can give twelve at a time. So you were kind of correcting what you were saying. Essentially, if you add a, if you put them in the same year frame, obviously the rabbits are going to have millions compared to an elephant. The problem is that if we all just discipled the way we're supposed to do it, there'd be a million of us rather than just us trying to create this big elephant that it's just majestic to look at. Oh. And you can even look at it in a different way. You can look at the elephant being the right thing. Like, you can look at it like, instead of trying to microwave success and trying to, like, do a super quick and f- uh, flash fry uh, Christianity, slow cook it. Yeah. Take your time with it. Know that this is not going to be the most glamorous walk of life. Yeah. Right? 
But going back to the question, you as a man, you have the responsibility to make sure that the first person that you're white, and I'm speaking to myself right now, this is something that us husbands, we have to get on our game with this. The first person that your wife has to see completely in love and submitted to God is her husband. You are the person that she needs to see. In fact, I am going to dare to say that if you get that going, if you get on your game, now, baby, let's pray. Now, baby, let's turn that off. Let's let's read the Bible. Now, baby, let's put some worship music on. Let's let's take let's take Bad Bunny off for a little bit. Let's listen to God. Let's listen to to the words of the uh, that that edify that God put on piece on paper mm. for us to be able to read. We are reading God's thoughts right now. If you get into that groove, into that motion again, like I said before, creating a, a, a an atmosphere of godliness in your home, you're gonna wake up one day and your wife is gonna be ready to go to church. She's like, hey, baby, listen to service. We're already late, but I'm already, I'm ready. I got the kids ready. Take a shower. You got some coffee on the counter waiting for you. Let's go. You're going to be surprised. Because, again, we as men forget that we are leaders. We are the ones who take the initiative. If there's something going wrong in our minds, in our homes, we're probably the cause of it. Most likely. Or most likely the reason why it's going wrong. And it's not shifting the isn't it? and it's not just the spirit of self blame, it's just the reality of the fact. Exactly. In fact, l- let me just go ahead and say this. And if you just got a bad apple and you just happen to be a good husband and you just happen to be taken advantage of, because that happens sometimes where women because of trauma or they grew up without father figures, right, take advantage of good men. That happens. Yeah. We're not saying that you 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 still gotta be like, Well, babe, I'm sorry that no, because we're not we're not we're not here just accepting accepting disrespect and there's and accepting bare minimum either. Right. What we're saying is that if you have the capabilities to be this person and you do have a good partner, our re, our, our purpose is to lead. Exactly. That's it. We're we're put here in marriage to lead, and it's not that you know. I just want to. Make something very clear. We don't want to invalidate church hurt. It's a very valid reason for you to maybe take a step back and try to see things from a different angle, as we all should, which is why I'm very slow to judge people who go through deconstruction of their faith. Sometimes you got to deconstruct it because there's a lot of nonsense in there. But don't just deconstruct it. Rebuild it. Yeah. Rebuild it with the foundation that is Jesus. That's what you're supposed to do. However, with that, I'm going to say this. The fact that you even messaged us asking for help because you want to get back to the feet of Jesus. Because you you hear us talking about God here sometimes and you say, you know what? I need to get my wife and my family back to God. That in itself is a testament to the type of man that you are. And I commend you for even having such a concern because it is a valid concern to have. You should be worried about the spiritual state of your household. Mm-hmm. You should be worried about what's going on in your mind, in your wife's brain. Uh, I, one thing I'm going to tell you, maybe give her some time to heal, but be intentional about the healing. Yeah. As you've noticed, COVID was what, four years ago already? At, yeah, at this point. At this point, four years ago, right? As you can tell, time really does not heal wounds. It might just make them a little bit bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, numb. Numb, but it doesn't heal. You need that arm. You you can't have that arm numbed up. It needs right. to be working. Right. So you need to heal it. 
Have you ever had the conversation? I'm going to ask you that. Have you ever sat down and have a, had a conversation about this? Saying, hey, baby, we need to go back to church might not be the best conversation. Maybe it's, hey, babe, I know X, Y, and Z happened. How can we move past that? Hopefully your faith wasn't shaken with this because it's possible. It can be shaken. It can, reasonably so. But the point is to get to the point where... um where you build that foundation in that household so strongly on Christ that even if it does happen again, because it can happen again. Right. That it won't be shaken the next time it does happen. My um, my hope is that it wasn't. You know, hope, hopefully it was not shaken. Yeah. Hopefully they are, you know, they got their heads, you know, put on tight. And this was just one of those winds of life that maybe hit them a little bit too hard. And again, I really do feel for you because it is unfortunate the amount of us that go through that, mm-hmm. that have gone through that, that shouldn't have to go through that. And it leaves it leaves some type of of residue behind because I, I'm gonna be honest, I can't really, I can I can't really go to a church and look at certain churches the same, same. And even if I tried, and I and I really be there praying, God, if it's me, if I'm the one that's wrong, yeah, like remove it from my heart because I'm here to I'm here I'm trying to worship. Yeah, my eyes are are fixed on, on the traumas that I've suffered. Precisely, and seeing the resem- the, the resemblance, and you know, trying to see the resemblance. Let's let's get a little bit candid here, okay? I'm I'm gonna be very straightforward with you. I am still in the process of healing, right? Okay. I feel like I've done the, you know, the what's it called? I've gone over the hill at this point, right? Over the hard part, where I can interact with the people that did cause the hurt, right? You know. I can have conversation with them. I can be courteous and whatever. However, I'm still dealing with the PTSD of what it looks like to be fully active in a church. I'm still dealing with, do I want to go through that again? How do I know that it's not going to happen again? Do I want to play an instrument? Do I want to, which, see, this is, this is I'm going to get a little bit personal. <laughs> I told myself I will never, ever play an instrument. In the church again. Maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe God doesn't want me to do that anymore. Maybe God wants me to do something else. Right. But I told myself, maybe it was out of pride. Maybe it was out of her. I'm never going to play an instrument ever again in church. And since I said that, I played it like like two times, I would say. A couple times. But uh, being part of a worship ministry, I don't think so. I don't know if I can. I don't know if it's in me. But at the end of the day... The important thing is that I realize that it was neither the worship ministry, it was it, it was it was none of that. It was me that maybe took my eyes off of Jesus for a split second that caused me to go in a downward spiral that would make me want to be a little bit isolated. So in the healing process, I have at least gotten to the point where I'm self-aware, mm-hmm. where I can take some accountability for my actions. Right. Because when I'm before God and, and God asks me, yo, why haven't you been to church for the past Seven years. I have I I have been to church in the past. I mean, it's just an example. But if God asked me, what I'm not gonna, what am I gonna say? Well, God, I was hurt. Yeah. God is. Do you know what God is gonna tell me? That wasn't me, and you know it. Mm. That wasn't me, and you know it. You had all the chances to at least come to me and seek healing from me. I'm gonna hold them accountable for what they did. Yeah. But at the end of the day. You let that get in between you and me. Mm-hmm. So this is where we have to be a little bit, a little bit conscious about the fact that 
maybe our relationship with God wasn't as grounded and as you know firm as we as thought, we thought it, was. it was. Yeah. Because now we let someone else's opinion, someone else's doing, doesn't matter how how much leadership they had or whatever, nothing on this planet should be able to shake our foundation with Christ. Nothing. And if it was shaken, maybe we didn't have our feet firmly planted in him as we thought we did. Because even that in itself is correction. It's just letting us know that we need to get closer. Exactly. That's all it means. It isn't a punishment. It just, it's just a realization that I need to get closer. Bro, my brother always says that life is a two-way street. It's like a fork in the road. Your brother says that? Yeah. We're going to get to the life every every now and then. Life is a road that turns into a fork. And you're going to have to decide which what road you're going to take. Are we going to take the side of hurt, of self-righteousness, of they did this to me, I'm mad at them, I'm going to expose all of them, I'm, not, I'm never going to go back to church? Or are we going to make, going to take the, the other side and say, yeah, they did that, but that shouldn't shake my relationship with God. I'm not advising you to stay in, in, in toxic situations in church. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is time for you to go to a different one. Maybe yeah. it is time for you to explore your, your options, to scout different churches. You can do that. And here's one thing. Maybe I didn't do that sooner because I was a kid at first. But then when I was married, I'm like, yo, I'm my own man. And I have to seek the the, the well-being, the spiritual well-being of my home. Right. If we do not feel comfortable in a place anymore and it's time for us to move on, it's time for us to move on. We're not gangs. We're churches. We can still intermingle. We can still have friendship. They're not going to come out to you. Exactly. Nothing is going to, like, are there going to be people who are going to talk? Probably. In fact, I can say with a certainty, yes. But who cares? Because at the end of the day, what matters is your spiritual viability. Your 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 life with your wife. The fact that your wife can go to church with you. You can sit together in a church pew and worship together as a family. And enjoy it. Exactly. Now I feel the pressure of, what are they going to do now? What's going to happen now? I already know. Bro, it's sad, but I feel like the best thing to do here is to have a little bit of self-reflection, self, you know, some accountability here. Mm-hmm. Give yourself some time to heal, but the only way that's going to happen is for you to realize that maybe they weren't at, as much at fault as you thought they were. Maybe you have a little bit of introspection to do. Maybe you weren't that firmly planted in Christ as you thought. And like you said, it begins at it begins at the home. Mm-hmm. It, it happens. Like I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if there's there's probably a few people who they say they've been Christian for like thirty years and it's like a whole firm foundation for the whole thirty years. Like you will be on the boat and you will get sh- shaken. Exactly. It happens, but it's it's about it's about. Part of it is really encouraging yourself as well, because even when David was down, he encouraged himself in Precisely. Christ. Precisely. And fallouts, as as stupid as it can be, they might happen. They're going to happen. It's okay. Keep it pushing. Because at the end of the day, you have one goal. To hear good and faithful servant. That is your one goal. God is going to hold you accountable. Yes, salvation is individual, but God is going to hold you accountable also for what happens in your household, how you manage your marriage and your family. I hope, uh, don't let this be the reason that you don't go back to a church, man. Start to, maybe look for a smaller one. Maybe look for one that's just starting. Yeah. Shoot, maybe you have a pastoral calling yourself. Who knows? Maybe. But regardless of anything. You do because you're the pastor of your home. Exactly. But regardless of anything, don't don't go looking anywhere just now. Give yourself time to grow spiritually. 
Start reading the Bible together. Start praying together. Start worshiping together. And then I, I firmly believe that God is going to lead you to where you need to be. And your marriage. I firmly believe that. You're going to have the best relationship that you've had in a while. You're going to be healthy. You're going to be happy. You're going to be bearing fruit, bearing spruits, uh, what is it, fruits of the spirit. Spruits. Spruits, bro. It's been a long day. You're going to be bearing fruits of the spirit, and you're going to be in God's grace. Yes, sir. Now, moving on from that, we got one last question. Okay? I feel like we can knock this one out quick. Not that we're trying to, but, you know. We'll see. It says, hey, my husband has been super irresponsible with money and has gotten us into thousands of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Dave Ramsey right now. Has gotten us into thousands of dollars worth of debt. I am past being mad about it. So that's a positive thing. I'm past the point of being mad about it, and I just want to help. He insists on keeping money separate, as in separate bank accounts. Basically, you do what you want, and I do what I want. So I have no idea what to do. He's going to listen to this response, so please don't hold back. That one I think we should dissect as well. Okay. First and foremost, bro, what are you doing? Isn't money isn't finance like the second leading third, third. Finan- finance is the third leading cause of divorce in this country, and you have the giant blessing that your wife is at least past the point of holding it against you. She just wants to move on from this, and she just wants to help you. <laughs> Literally, like she's asking two strangers on the internet who I'm in debt. I'm I'm in a lot of debt. I'm in some debt, I guess. We got debt, right? Yeah. We're not financial gurus yeah, is what I'm trying yeah, to tell you. Yeah. But at the same time, we have to be a little bit conscious about the fact that what we do in our homes affect our wives. We're husbands. We have to make we have to make this very clear. The actions that I make to you told me this one time. Probably. You told me the decisions you make today are gonna determine whether or not your kids are gonna starve tomorrow. You told me that one time. Maybe. I'm not saying you came up with it. I'm saying you tell you told me. I know, but I'm just saying maybe. I'll be saying a lot of stuff, man. So you be dropping gems. But what I'm saying is there comes a time, a point in in your life where you have to be a little bit mature. Like you asked this woman to marry you. You you got down on one knee, you popped out a ring and you said, Take my last name. I want to live with you for the rest of my life. And then And you made certain vows in front of exactly congregation and before her and before God. And now you turn around and you drown her in debt, bro. Because the the vibe that I'm getting from this is that it was unnecessary stuff. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like it was unnecessary. I don't know if it was a car. Might have been. It might have it might be a gambling issue. Might be gambling. I've seen that. Bro, I've seen gambling take marriages down to the yeah, I've seen that happen. And we're not here to to judge you. Well, maybe a little bit. I might be judging you a little bit. But <laughs> we're not here to make fun of you is what I'm trying to say. We're, we're here to let you know that you have a wife that depends on you. Even if she got a job, you have a wife who depends on you. This is, bro, this is why I do not believe. And again, y'all might have your own opinions about this. I don't believe in marriages having separate bank accounts. I just do not, or at least, at least, I don't believe in y'all not having access to each other's bank accounts. So when I was, when I was, 
when I was, how do I say this? When you first got married. When I first got married. Okay. Thank you. When I first got married, I was heavy on the, because I want him to understand, like, it's coming from two men that lived that lived through it. Yeah. I was heavy on the, everything is 50-50. My money is my money. My money is my money. Your money is your money. If we're going to buy something from the house, for the house, then we can save and put it together. Yeah. And then, like, everything was literally 50-50. And, I, like, I, you know, getting married young is, like, I'm making money. I don't need or want anybody to control my money. I do what I want while I please with it. Exactly. And the mentality of... Everything is paid for in the house, so I with whatever's left, I can do whatever I want with mm-hmm. it. That mentality alone would deteriorate you because it's not about you anymore. It's not about what you want. I feel like that is a very childish mentality. You already know. So I feel like that's a very childish mentality to have because when you think like that, you are literally eliminating so many other things. Mm. For example, let's say that there are four bills to be paid. Okay. You pay two, she pays two. Bills are not the end-all, be-all for the home. There's more things. Savings. When something breaks in the home, if it's really 50-50, who takes care of that? Because that's not planned for. Groceries. Groceries. Who pays for that? Who pays for dates? Who pays for romantic stuff? Who pays for, for, for everything? And not just that. Why? This is my biggest thing. Why do we insist on keeping our expenditure from our spouses? Because we know we're in the wrong. Absolutely, bro. Let me tell you something. Ignorance. Before I got married, I'm going to tell you, I had a credit card that was, I believe, $1,500, something like that. Okay. Right? Everything on that card was unnecessary. Every last purchase on that card was not necessary. Food. Mainly food. <laughs> Mainly food. Sometimes I would just, oh, put some gas. Oh. But I would just make the minimum payments. Minimum payments. Barclay was going to have, was going <laughs> to, I was going to be that, that card slave. Point is, I was doing that before I got married, right? Once I proposed to Carmen, uh, she she would talk to me and she's like, bro, I know you got a, a spending problem. And if I'm going to unite myself to this mess, I at least need to have access to it to see what's going on. So, and I, at that point, I was really like past hiding it. I was like, no, I really got to get this, got to get this fixed. Yeah. So I gave her access to everything, bank account. We merged bank accounts at that point, which I, I believe was a bigger leap of faith for her than yeah. it was, you know. You've said it before. Yeah. Merge bank accounts, and I gave her access to my credit card, and she saw all my all my payments. She said, I'll be right back. She took like 20, 25 minutes just going over all the transactions, all the transactions. And I'm like, eh, she's not going to find nothing crazy in there. She's going to find a lot of the same thing. When she came back to me and said, Johan, why do I see $500 worth of, worth of vending machine transactions? Do you not take lunch to work every day? I've seen you pack lunch to go to work. I have made you lunch to go to work. Why do you have $500? Bro, 25% of the debt, or maybe a little bit more. That's insane to Like think. 30% of the debt that I had on that card was swiping into the machine every single day. 
Just chips. Just chips, pop tarts, chips. Monsters. Oh, I need a. I worked in the call center. There's not much going on there. <laughs> oh, they got something new. Swipe, and that's when they started to gain weight too. So it's all it's all there, and she's like, "No, nah, we can't have this." One day, I got a crazy check, crazy check, and there was the the amount that was left over was the exact amount that was owed on that credit card. We were married by at this point. She said, "You're gonna pay that right now. You're gonna learn <laughs> that that actions do have consequences, bro. It hurt, but I had to do it." Yeah. Ever since then. Ever since then, I have not used a credit card. I still have credit card debt, don't get me wrong, but I haven't used it. Credit card debt. Be- because I'm not, I learned my lesson. I let somebody into my finances. Now it's our finances. And she is the best person with numbers that I've ever seen. Somebody that you trust and somebody that, somebody that again, she's like this woman here, she just wanted to help. Exactly. Somebody that you know is. All she wants is the best for you. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you give yeah. her access? Be a whole different story. Like it could, and I'm gonna put it into perspective for you. It could be a lot worse. Like there's a lot of men out here who are in credit card debt or any type of debt because of their wives. Mm-hmm. It it goes both ways. But in your scenario, your your wives is trying to help you. You you're blessed. You don't even know. And it, it's a, and it's about if it's a spending problem, you gotta you gotta learn to you gotta learn to not be self self conscious, but be self aware. And you got to you got to put yourself on a leash if you know that you if you know that you have a because I had the same problem as you maybe not as severe but the whole vending machine thing mm-hmm. so what did I start doing I literally started leaving my credit card at home because I understood that certain measures had to be t- taken in order for me to not swipe my card every single time right so if you have to be able to if you have to do that or you have to like I don't know if you do gamble or whatever sports gambling because that's something I used to do as well FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Give your give your, your your phone to to your wife exactly during football season or whatever. I don't know what you got to do, but, but find do something that works for you. Uh oh, giving the phone to the I don't know about that man. Password and all that. She can scroll and see everything that's going on in there. Well, let's hope his only problem is is that. Is, is that yeah for real. At the end of the day, we believe in you, you know. Yeah. But you also, <laughs> I, I do want to sprinkle a little bit of of awareness. Your wife can. Turn around any one of these days and sort of believe you. Over this. Over this. I'm, am I advising it? Absolutely not. I believe no. that this is a redeemable situation. And and I feel like, you know, the fact that you're going to listen to the response tells me that you and your wife maybe talked about it. So, but just keep in mind, I don't want to, you know, sprinkle the seeds of doubt in your marriage. Yeah. But remember, finances are the third leading cause of divorce in the country. And why would your wife have to put up with a man that does not take her financial well-being into account? Again, I'm not suggesting she do it. and for, I don't believe she will. But at the end of the day, you're living on a very fine line right now. Very fine line. Because if you don't get... It, this is this is one of those situations... You said hundreds where, and thousands of dollars in debt? Uh, just thousands of dollars. Thousands, bro, Bands in debt is crazy still, bro. Yeah, it is. And unnecessary things I tell you because I lived it. It was me. This man is me. He is me. I am him. <laughs> I feel I feel for him because I know that sometimes we just feel like, dang, I really messed up, didn't I? But we don't do nothing to fix it. Mm-hmm. So I just want to let you know, you have all the right 
right now, you have all the right to take into accountability your actions. Mm-hmm. But that's as much as you get. Your wife has all the right to keep you accountable to your word. Do not let this be the reason your marriage ends, bro. Don't because listen, when finances are not good in the household, people fight every day. Oh yeah. It's a fight every day. It could be because you left the toilet seat up. But something someone's gonna blow up. That's funny, no pun intended. <laughs> it's the, but uh, I I was I was like don't don't look at this big debt as like this big mon- monster that that you can feel that you feel discouraged that maybe you can't handle. Right. It's like looking at it, like picking at it with with with, a, with an axe handle. Yeah. You just gotta pick at it and pick at it and pick at it and pick at it. It's not gonna be gone in a day of, of overtime. It's not gonna be done within a month. Nope. If it's that big, but if you are willing to be committed to bringing this debt down with the help of your wife, because you're yeah. already ahead of the game because mm-hmm. she's trying to help you. Yeah. Two will always be better than one, says the Bible. Yeah. It it can be done for you. It can be done. Don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. Like, oh, it's it's so much. Like, I don't even know if we can. You can do it. You can. All it takes is discipline and commitment to it. And l- let me just put a bit of, um, you know, a necessary heaviness to the situation. Let's say that your wife doesn't work, right? And you want to pay off that quick. Now she has to get a job. You don't want to see her work. But because of her negligence and because of your abuse of money, now she has to go to work to pay off a mess that you created. If that's what happens, I hope you take that as a, a an eye opener, a wake up call to like this can never happen again. In fact, I suggest that, that that be the case. I'm not sure if she works or not, but if she does, if she doesn't, sis, get a job and help that man pay his debt off. If you really want to help, no, because I'm going to hold her accountable to her word too. If you really want to help, sometimes actions go further than words. Oh, but why should a woman have to pay off a man? Listen, you signed up. For the good and the bad. But I also I also think though that if she's willing to help and she's willing to get a job, he gotta be it gotta be a mutual thing. She can't just think that she's gonna pay all his debt off no, no. without him. No, 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 no. Because the the job, that's like I don't even know the the third or fourth step at this point. Mm. He has to take the initiative. Yeah. He has to be the one to start making payments, mm-hmm. chop up that credit card. Mm-hmm. He has to be the one to call to see if you can settle. He has to be the one to make sure that everything that can be done is done. But Payment plan, rebudget. Everything, everything. Uh, what does Dave Ramsey say? Beans and rice, rice and beans? No, no, I don't you, rock with him. You know what? I do. I do. In fact, let me... let me. Uh, I do, but... <laughs> let me take a page out of his book right now. For the foreseeable future, you are not going to go to a restaurant unless you're waiting tables. You are not going to do none of that. Not you. You did all the luxury living you could have done at this point. Because if you're thousands of dollars in debt, guess what? You're done. You got to take a step back. You can't be living the, the, all the luxuries you want to. Now, there's this thing called the, the snowball effect that Dave Ramsey teaches. <laughs> I've done it before. It works. Okay? It's how, it's how it paid off a lot of my debt. If you have multiple pieces of debt, let's say you got $100 debt, $500 debt, and a thousand dollar debt. You're giving financial gain now. I have to pay down that hundred dollar debt, and with the same money that you were putting towards that one, put it towards a five hundred dollar debt. So now you're making two payments on one. And once you're done with that five hundred dollar debt, attack the biggest one with a vengeance. Get rid of it. And that's it. That's all you got to do. I've learned. A, I've learned a lot from Dave Ramsey because at the end of the day, it's very true. If you don't have financial health in your home, a lot of things are going to go wrong. A lot of things, and it's part of being a man as well. 
it's not it's not just the the health it's part of being a man it is unbecoming of a man to be irresponsible with money shoot i'm irresponsible with money all the time too same same and i'm on the same bro if i gotta get very honest with you we gotta get on the same boat we have to stop playing around with our futures because at the end of the day the money that we spend now is not going to come back to us in the future yep think about that every every i don't know how much you spend in taco bell 25 bucks That's putting me on the spot. I am, I am. How much do I spend in Taco Bell? Yeah, on an average, on average. Like, with my order? Yeah. It's not 25 You crazy. It's like... Well, I'll like, talk... It's like 13 $14. Okay, I'll talk for me because I'm two. Whenever I go, I get, I get it from me and from my wife, right? Let's say that I go to, I don't know, Panera or, or whatever. Yeah, because you're bougie. Bro, whatever. 25 $30, whatever. That is an entire, an entire hour. Of my hard work and labor gone down the drain, literally and figuratively. <laughs> I have to start seeing things that way. And so do you, my brother. So with that being said, uh, right now, all I'm going to tell you is for the rest of the weekend, just take time to thank God that you have a wife that's willing to help you, that's willing to help you see the situation, to see what's going on. And um, we, we just really hope that you're able to come out of this with your chin up. And with a lesson learned, because thousands of dollars in debt, that's crazy. With your chin up and debt down. How does that? Okay. With your chin up and debt down. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't hear you, so there you go. But with that being said, man, uh, that those are all the questions we have for today. Uh, do you have anything left to say? No. No. It's been a long week, huh? A little bit. I didn't sleep at all last night. Me either, bro. So, look, I'm, I'm going to tell them. It doesn't matter. I'm going to tell them. All right. So this morning, we were supposed to record this morning at 6.30 a.m. And Oscar texts me like it's 5.50 something. He's like, yo, bro, I didn't sleep at all last night. I was tossing and turning. And then I respond to him, me too. <laughs> so none of us were going to be, you know, we weren't going to be with the spirits to do it. And right now, to be very honest, we're both very tired as well. So we love what we do. Let's just say that. We love what we do. Yeah. Life is hard, but we got to keep rocking, man. Life is uncomfortable. Life is uncomfortable. With that being said, remember to stay uncomfortable. This is Johan. It's your boy O. And we'll see you next week.